Welcome to this podcast episode, the second in a three-part mini-series on ESG. Today, I will be talking with Johan Hendriksen, Head of Marine Claims at Alandia, to find out how ESG considerations affect the claims handling process and get his opinions on some key points regarding sustainability. Enjoy the discussion and thank you for listening. Hi, Johan. Welcome and uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. It's a pleasure to have you here and I'm really looking forward to talking with you about ESG from the claims perspective. But to start off with, it would be nice to hear a bit about who you are and what sort of background you have. So how did you end up in the marine insurance world? A good question. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. Uh, it's um, it's a long story. I've been in the business for a very long time, uh, mainly in claims, but also in underwriting, uh, mainly involved with Swedish market and German and also international business. I have been working as a claims manager for at least 25 years or so. Hmm. Great. Uh, and as I understand it, you have a legal background. Could you mention a little something about that? I think you, you studied in London. Is that right? I did. Well, I took two exams or two LLMs, as they are called. It was one in the uh, University of Lund, South Sweden. And then following up with that, I did an LLM in the University of London, uh, Queen Mary and Westfield. Well, you have a very interesting education and career, which I'm sure will be evident through your views on some of our talking points today. Mm. And perhaps you could begin by telling us a little bit about how claims has worked with ESG since Alandia became a signatory of the UN Principles for Sustainable Insurance. We have uh, looked at this two different ways, one internal and one external. When it comes to the internal approach, we have focused on uh, educating staff and informing our colleagues of what this is and how we are to approach this in the future. We have embedded this in our uh, strategic goals and activities and, and business plans. And uh, generally in, in, in claims management, we have uh, changed the mindset somewhat to uh, adapt to this new environment. Okay, and I understand that um, that translates to actions as well. Could you tell us a bit about how you are uh, vetting yards to check that the standards match, that, that they have the same values that we're looking for? Yeah, exactly. We, we have various different uh, service providers uh, out in the industry that helps us sorting out claims and uh, helping owners repair vessels in case of casualties and such or damages to ships. We uh, have vetted about more than 80 yards and checked them uh, both from uh, their own published, uh, publicized uh, uh, information, but then also we have talked to a lot of them and we have asked them when, we ha- when the information has been apparent. And we've done this vetting for them and, and uh, divided them into groups of uh, green, which are, well, fine and uh, actually live up to our standards. The other ones we are not so sure about. We are still investigating them and uh, looking into uh, whether they do uh, adhere to our standards or not. And then we have the red ones. We have found that they are definitely not up to our standards. We will then try to avoid them or and discuss this with the owners uh, and other interests in the industry to maybe n- 
try not, it's not our decision, but we can influence our uh, assurance not to use these yards. Uh, so it's, it's been an interesting journey, actually, checking all these yards and looking into whether they left to the standards or not. Uh, we have... Um, also, we will also expand this to uh, other service providers that we ex- we expect them to live up to our standards as well. Great. Yes, uh, this vetting of yards to check that our standards match has been a really good place to get started. And um, it sounds like it's a it's a traffic light system of categories, and and the implementation of that is it's simple and effective, which is exactly what we need a straightforward system. Yeah. Um, I understand that this vetting of yards and uh, soon other service providers is an ongoing project in the claims department. Would you say that that's one of the biggest changes, or are there any other things that have affected or altered the claims handling process? Well, there has always been this uh, concept of priorities when it comes to casualties, people, environment, and objects. Uh, And the industry, not only the ship owners, but also uh, other emergency responders have always had this view. Uh, The the difference now is perhaps that we have a framework uh, with guidelines on how to do this, because earlier before this, it's only been ideas and concepts of uh, how to deal with these things and how to prioritize. Now, there we have a framework. I think this is very, very helpful. Uh, These guidelines will apply to everyone. And uh, that's also why we think it's important to try to We'll spread the knowledge and get other people interested in this as well, so that we all work in the same way that will simplify uh, handling of claims and uh, processing uh, uh, casualties and uh, getting to the best possible results as quickly as possible. And um, you mentioned adopting an ESG mindset, which I think is really important. No matter where we work or what our position is, there's always something we can do to contribute. But thinking about your mindset, is there a particular part of ESG that resonates with you the most? Yes, I would have to say that based on my uh, education, uh, and I, I would have to say that is the uh, the G and the governance, because that is, as far as I can see, anyway, the basis, the foundation for the whole framework if you have good plans and structures in place you can also then live up to the e and the s because if you don't have a solid structural foundation where you have all this written down and processes and and you have actually confirmed your beliefs and thoughts and your approaches you uh, you will not be able to f- effectively uh, actually process the whole esd concept so therefore Yes, the G is the foundation and the most important one, in my opinion. Thank you. And where do you think we are in terms of governance right now? Many would say that there's still a lot to be done. There is a lot to be done, but I think that we have done quite extensive work on this and we've come a very long way. We keep on learning as we go along, but we have made a very good start and uh, I think we're heading in the right direction. Uh, as I said, we, we will learn on how to uh, how to do things better in the future. But uh, from what 
what we have now, we have a very good foundation and we keep on building on it. Great to get that positive message across. Thank you. Um, I might take you outside of your comfort zone of government governance at uh, this point in the conversation. Uh, I'd like to have a bit of a chat now about the S part of ESG, because I think that sometimes the social sustainability aspect is more overlooked than perhaps the E and the G parts. Um, it's easy to imagine that the S part of ESG may fall more under P&I insurance rather than hull and machinery. Uh, and of course, individual risks do. But is social sustainability still relevant to a hull insurer, in your opinion? Absolutely, uh, it is. It's uh, of great concern when it comes to uh, yards, when it comes to uh, repairing vessels uh, and uh, engines and other damages, we have a great interest that these yard workers are treated according to ESG guidelines. Uh, there we can actually influence also the owners uh, and our insurers to go to the yards that we feel that they live up to our uh, standards. So yes, absolutely. Um, there is a lot of work to be done there, but we can actually do our part and influence uh, this in the right direction, I think. Great. And um, I mean, there, there are the yards and the service providers, as you say, absolutely. Uh, what about social sustainability for crew on board? Would that be of concern for a, for a hull insurer? To some extent, yes, it all interacts. I mean, if you have good working relying, uh, relationships and if you have a good uh, well, employment situation, you will also do a better job and you also take care of the equipment better. Uh, from a hull and machinery perspective, yes, of course, people are, that are uh, well treated by their employers will do a better job. So that is absolutely uh, of concern to us. Exactly. That was uh, very well said. I think it's safe to say that the working conditions for crew definitely affect their performance and in turn the operation of the vessel. So we, of course, need to think of the human factor. Um, if you have somebody working under unsustainable conditions, the potential for a mistake is higher and that can result, for example, in a grounding, which would then become a hollow machinery issue. So we need to look after the seafarers so that they can look after the ship. And as an insurer, we can make sure that we work with customers who have good standards in that area. It's all intertwined, as you said. Yeah. Um, social sustainability, I guess, from an internal aspect as well, um, could also include customer satisfaction. So we think about um, we think about uh, yards and service providers. We think about the crew on board operating the vessels. We think about our internal employees, uh, but also the um, customer. So how do you prioritize the customer throughout the claims handling process? Well, we always do prioritize the customers and we also prioritize customers by the way that they are running their ESG because their ESG will affect their quality of their ships and uh, management of vessels and crew will definitely reflect the not only the the quality of the fleet but also the 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 individual ships and how they run and the likelihood of having damages and also when you have a casualty as from our perspective if you have a well run company with uh, well paid treated crew 
you, with good governance policies and practices, you will also have a much easier way of dealing with claims together in order to get the most efficient and best possible result as quick as possible. Nice answer. Thank you. Um, you were talking a little about, uh, you've just mentioned policy here now, and you were talking earlier about having things very structured and having a strategy. And of course, um, integrating ESG strategy into the way we work is the only way forward now. We know that. And it's an important thing to have that structure, to have things written in black and white and have common guidelines to follow. Because, of course, rules and standards help to prevent the issue from becoming subjective. Mm. We need to have the road uh, to reaching ESG goals mapped out in a way that brings us together so that we're all working alongside each other in the same way with the same clear view. But whilst policy is a huge driver, it doesn't have to be the only one. Um, I think that personal meanings and values can also be good motivators for change. So I hope that people are thinking about what part they want to play in this journey towards sustainability. Um, and therefore, perhaps this question is a bit more on a personal note, because I'm really seeking your opinion here. But if we put everything aside, policies and mission statements, etc., what does ESG really mean to you? It means the future of how we are to interact with each other, each other on this planet, because that's only one way forward. I think we're all very well aware of uh, our uh, options and what we have to do. So uh, I think it's, it, come down, it comes down to mindset and how we do interact with each other in the future. We have... Uh, as you mentioned, not only the processes and the governance of this to deal with, we also have to change, as mentioned before, the mindset. We have to make people understand the importance, not only for this uh, shipping industry and not only for our insurance industry, but also more of a general approach to our social commitments, our environmental concerns. and Based that in, in a good governance structure, I think we have one way forward to at least do our small part in a big problem. Mm, there's, a, there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. I, I agree. And um, I do still think that whilst awareness of ESG challenges is on the rise, there's a lot of education um, to be had still. We need to spread that knowledge and continue to evolve. So hopefully this podcast will contribute towards those efforts. Uh, we do still have a little time left over. So I thought that since we have mostly looked at the G part, governance, and the S part, the social sustainability, to round things off nicely, we could dig just a little more into the uh, E part, the environmental aspect. Um, the question would be, where would you suggest marine insurers should be directing our main focus right now in order to be more environmentally sustainable? I mean, in terms of running ships, there's a lot of talk about future fuels and propulsion systems, of course. But how can we help as insurers? As insurers, we can help when it comes to, well, I'm speaking from a claims aspect, not yeah. from an underwriting side then, because that's, as you mentioned, that's a different we, we, who we choose to work with. But also when it, the environmental part is very, very important when it comes to claims handling. Not only 
in casualties, but of course casualties should be uh, focusing on, uh, first of all, people, of course, uh, but then uh, the environment. There are a lot of prioritization that can be done also. Maybe we need to shift a bit of our attitude when it comes to between property and environment and focus even more on the environmental aspects. And then into that comes then the cooperation with P&I insurers, which may be something that we can work with when we have this common standard as the ESG. Uh, we can, with that basis, work together with P&I in a better way so that we don't have separate interests, that we actually have more common goals. I also think that from a casualty perspective, we can have, with the right tools, with the right uh, processes, people with the right authority, having the right people to do the right things and the availability of people, we can uh, handle casualties and also repairs in a more environmental friendly way based on the mindset change that we all have to do. So it's a lot about working together. Yeah. Great. Yeah, of course, the, the key to creating big changes in a big industry is uh, it requires a lot of collaboration. There are many parties involved um, and I hope that we will all help to keep up the momentum toward reaching sustainability targets. Mm. But uh, Johan, thank you so much. I think that this is a good place to end the podcast. It's been a really engaging conversation and I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Stephanie.